Today's episode is brought to you by Coach Estes. Thank you, Estes, for making us do this. Hello everyone, I'm your host Jacob, and on this episode of AP Cases, we will be looking into New York Times v. U.S. What is the government hiding? I'd like to begin this episode off with a question. Does the government allow us to say what we want, or do we control the government by what we say? Guess what I'm asking is, are we free because the government allows us to be free? I'll let you ponder that for a moment. And before we get started into everything, I'm going to go over a few segments we're going to do. I'm going to start off with a basic mental checklist for identifying this case, among others. I'm going to identify the parties involved, what the problem was between the two parties, the overall Supreme Court verdict, and the consequences of this action. So your mental checklist, if you listen to nothing else on this episode, you need to listen to this portion because when you are reading through passages or you're trying to analyze FRQ questions, this part is going to help you identify whether you're dealing with this case or not, unless they obviously tell you. So New York Times v. U.S. is a First Amendment free speech issue. Uh, the New York Times came into possession of some sensitive government documents. They really wanted to publish them, and the executive branch really didn't want it published. Obviously, it would be bad for them. The Supreme Court ruled that the New York Times had every right to publish basically whatever they wanted, and the executive branch couldn't say anything. Remember that basic premise. So for some background knowledge on the time period, in 1967, Secretary of Defense Robert S. McNarma commissioned a massive report on the United States' involvement in Vietnam. This is important because our entire story is going to hinge on this report, which would later go on to be called the Pentagon Papers. In 1971, these papers became important because Daniel Ellsberg, a member of an R&D think tank that worked for the government, leaked 43 volumes of the 47-volume report to reporter Neil Shahan of the New York Times. When the United States attempted to shut down the publication of this document, they cited Section 793 of the Espionage Act as cause for the United States to bar further publication of stories based upon the Pentagon Papers. And this was a huge deal. The United States government just exercised prior restraint. For those of you who don't know, prior restraint can also be called prior censorship or pre-publication censorship. It is censorship imposed usually by a government that prohibits particular instances of expression. 
the short version is the government telling people what they can and can't say. And this is a really foreign concept to most people in the United States because the First Amendment is supposed to protect our free speech. We're supposed to be allowed to say what we want to say. But in this instance, the United States is stepping in and saying, hey, because this information is sensitive on war times and can go against, it could be in some cases viewed treasonous, you're not allowed to publish this. And this is the big debate and why this needed to go to the Supreme Court. So after having go gone to the Supreme Court, there was a 6-3 verdict in favor of the New York Times. Uh, Justice Hugo Black wrote that the guarding of military and diplomatic secrets at the expense of an informed representative government provides no real security. The framers of the First Amendment, fully aware of both the need to defend a new nation and the abuses of the English and colonial governments, sought to give this new society strength and security by providing the freedom of speech, press, religion, and assembly should not be abridged. While this opinion was the argument that eventually won over the Supreme Court, six of the justices, in fact, it was not the only opinion held among the Supreme Court. The dissenting opinion argued that the imperative of a free and unfettered press comes into collision with another imperative, the effective functioning of a complex modern government. Essentially, this means that national security should be valued higher than some of the freedoms guaranteed in our Constitution. This opinion is still commonly held by some people today, but as is in our Supreme Court decision, the minority. In closing, I'd like to leave where we began, in asking, are we free because the government allows us to be free? New York Times v. U.S. would suggest that, yes, we are free because we decide and we fight for our freedom through the Supreme Court. There are many cases in, that have gone to the Supreme Court over the same fight. And if we have to keep constantly fighting the same battle, are we only simply allowed freedom? Only you can decide. Join us next for McDonald v. Chicago.